This is Purple Radio On Demand. So, I suppose you're wondering why I called you all here tonight. Welcome to this very spooktacular episode of Husok Podcasts. As you sit in the main hall of the old podcast manor, you, dear listener, can look around and see your friends Louie. Hello. Comb. Hello. And Lottie. Praise Jane. However, at the head of the table is not your usual host, Joseph Booker, but me, Joe. And I suppose you might be wondering what happened to him in the unexplained disappearance of the Lord President. (laughs) I didn't do it. (laughs) Um, But today, in the topic of this haunted manor that we now sit in, we're going to be on two ghost-themed episodes starting with the Sarah Jane Adventures episode, The Eternity Trap, and the image of the Fendal. It took me a moment there. <laughs> <laughs> you see your face is like, oh no. <laughs> rebooting, rebooting. I put a lot of work into I mean, figuring out that intro. It's okay. quite a forgettable story, so mm. it does make sense. You're, you're forgetting the master storyline at all? How could you do that? <laughs> Wait. No, no, I'm messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Bl- blank place. New Who. Oh no. New Who. That's probably why. I <laughs> but image of the Fendal is not New Who. I know, I know, but this one. Tom Baker is too New Who for you. Yeah. Whoa. Ha- hang on. I said, <laughs> do not interact with the table. <laughs> sorry, what was sorry. the one rule? The one rule. This tape. This place is haunted. You forget, and there are ghosts There's around. There's gonna be another ghost in a minute if someone Ooh. else touches the table. You offended me. You say Tom Baker was too New Who for me. <laughs> I remember it was quite a mess. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so uh, let's actually move that aside and let's open up the non existent podcast notes so we may begin. Unfortunately, with the death of Joseph, we've also lost our traditional s- scaffolding. Scaffolding is the <laughs> word I'm looking for, I think. But we'll make do anyway. <laughs> um, the Eternity Trap from the Sarah Jane Adventures. When the gang hears rumours of a paranormal activity at a haunted old manor, they go and investigate the mystery of Erasmus Darkening. (laughs) Um, However, what they find there, could it be ghosts? Could it be science? Something even worse than ghosts? Well, uh, I mean, spoiler warning for these episodes and any other episodes we decide to talk about probably the horror of fang rock i don't know why but it's it's spooky um and any other episode we think about um but yes the eternity trap so um this is i mean it's a sarah jane adventures episode they go to the haunted house uh much like this one we're in now uh insert lightning sound effects here Thank you. Um, uh, the way this story works, I mean, yeah, it's a dozen yeah. stories. Yeah. Uh, mm. There's so many horror tropes. Mm. In particular, there's a part where I just like, I couldn't believe what they did. They actually played the music for The Shining. Yeah. Did oh, yeah. They? yeah. Yeah, I, I loved that. Not, that. not the same music, but very, very close. It, it's, um, Was it when the kids were like two, like the two mm. kids were there? Not that, but the fact that there are two kids, you know, The yeah. Shining. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. also got, like, they play one of the songs, and also the fact that, you know, it's a haunted mansion, and, you know, it's at night. It was interesting to see... Come play with us, Rani. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was interesting to see how, what, I mean, was it RTD who wrote it? Or? Um, yeah, this one was, no, it's oh. not. RTD wrote very little of the Sarah Jane Adventures. He only oh. wrote um, Wedding of Sarah Jane Smith and Death of the Doctor, the episodes oh. featuring the Doctor. Oh. Uh, that being said, RTD Ghost wrote a lot of the Sarah Jane Adventures. Ghost wrote. Um, ghost wrote. Yes, because it's a spooky week, so we don't just write, yes, we it's, it's, ghost write. It's interesting to see how essentially what they've done is they've dumbed down uh, key like horror tropes and made it in sort of, you know, for CBBC. And after Waverloo. This, like horror. many episodes of the Sarah Jane Adventures, was uh, written by uh, Phil Smith. Phil Ford, not Phil Smith. I was thinking Sarah Jane Smith. No, it's yeah. Phil Ford. Uh, Sarah um, Jane Smith. Yeah. I think you'll find. Uh, yeah, no. And I mean, <laughs> Smith. 
Erasmus darkening, Miss Me. Did you forget about me? Miss Me. You've crossed the threshold and passed into my podcast domain <laughs> willingly. Your soul is now forfeit <laughs> to mine. This wasn't said in the Discord. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Does he, um, I think remember we discussed this in the room, does he rival the cringiness of Solvin? Sorry, cringiness? Oh, sorry, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. No, he, he, very camp. I mm. love Erasmus Darkening. He's one of my favourite Sarah Jane Adventures villains Like mm. just around. He's just mm. like, yes. <laughs> you can also tell he just gave Erasmus. Erasmus, it. it is I, so did. <laughs> but like, the fact that it was played by the same guy, like, that Donald Sumter. Yeah. 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 Like, I noticed a few things. Like, he was wearing a sort of Time Lord hat. Mm. <laughs> it was like a classic Time Lord hat, because they got yeah. rid of most of those hats in... Outside of, like, some of the background Time Lords and End of Time, mm. most of them don't wear the little hats anymore. Mm. Um, there were cute Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he's got the hat on. I think it makes him slightly less recognisable as yeah. Rassilon, though. Mm. It's... Something you is would know. Is it Rassilon know- or Rallison? It is Rassilon. I am going to leave. <laughs> <sighs> yes, it's okay. Look, there's not just one Lord President who's mysteriously disappeared <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Um, really? I thought you said he was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, How many spoiler Lord warning have you seen today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoiler warning for the horns of Maimon. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, I think I love... His villain was spooky. Like, it really is just like, they played every single horror trope they could, mm. even if the actual explanation was, oh, it's all science, mm. uh, which I didn't mind at all. I think, you know, it's the right thing to do for the show in many ways. Uh, yeah. It didn't stop haunting a Villa Dodiachi from keeping a couple mm. real ghosts around in there. The thing is, I remember when I was watching the Inside Track, I was like, this is making just Hyde look good. Yep, <laughs> oh, that's fair. Um, in part, I think one of the main issues with a lot of horror in Doctor Who <laughs> is that if you want an audience to be scared, you almost always have to have characters that are scared. Mm. But the Doctor very rarely is scared. If the Doctor is scared without just cause, it feels unbelievable, it weakens the impact of the horror. If the Doctor isn't scared, then it's not as scary because the Doctor is not afraid. Doing it with the Sarah Jane Adventures, with inherently lower power protagonists, makes it a lot easier to do horror. It's like why Blink works, because yeah. you don't have the Doctor there, you have um, S- Sally Sparrow. I almost yeah. said Shelley Sparrow. Shelley uh, Yeah, no, Mary Shelley. No, um, <laughs> but it's, uh, and again, you know, you have a lot of other characters you can use and have them be scared, mm-hmm. uh, which this really works, with, especially with the kids and like yeah. Clyde and the however, Sarah Jane Adventures gang is just peak. Can we say that there is lots of fear within these characters when Clyde still always must pun everything? <laughs> like, the part where they're in the pool plate table and he just saw them all move and went, oh, it looks like we're going to get snookered. <laughs> he's so... I mean, I love his it. character, though. Yeah, yeah. It, he would come up with these puns. He's like, he is the class clown. He mm. is the comedian. Um, and the artist. Yeah. Um, and, he you know... Still come back you, yeah. I still see do you think Clyde's a Time Lord because he can go? He's gone back in time just so he can just like. Mm. He's also so he knows he's also exactly able to, to carry say. residual Archon energy. Do That's what he uses it for. Where, they go, where Clyde goes back in time and it's about like the Germans trying to. Stop yeah, yeah, yeah. When when um, Sarah Jane, Ronnie, and the Germans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was great. I loved that episode. Which episode was this again? It was when Ronnie went back in time to uh, uh, Lady Jane Grey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sarah Jane went. To was somewhere. It, was this a burning house? It was. It was yeah. a burning house, and oh. then Clyde went back to uh, a German invasion of Britain uh, um. to take away alien artifacts that would have changed the course of history. Fun, fun, fun. All right. That is just, you know, little things there. Mm. Um, Speaking about the characters, Toby got absolutely slam dunked in this episode. Like, throughout the whole episode, mm-hmm. Toby was just like. It's the guy from Better Door. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I, Toby's like, he's. N- nice woman to try but you know but it, I mean the end of the day the moral of the episode is in some ways the paranormal is not a reasonable thing to be invested exactly, it's it yeah. takes a very rationalist perspective through Sarah Jane um, the kids are more open about it uh, Toby is very much on the paranormal investigations side mm. of the spectrum especially because mm. his arc is about his dad who's this famous physicist or whatever yeah. um, and ultimately it's like hmm it's show don't tell though because we don't really see um, the father. We just it's just like he stops in the middle of the room and goes, "My dad, 
he doesn't believe in all the stuff. Yeah. I mean, we don't mm. no, not every okay, and I'm going to say this as a writing rule. Many things should often be shown, not told, not everything, because mm. you cannot show everything without needing more things to show. And in this case, you can see the impact his father has on him through his acting throughout yeah. the rest of the episode. Mm. It is clear beyond him just saying that, but sometimes you do need to establish the facts without introducing a new actor and a new five minutes yeah. of screen time. I also did like the fact that they linked this back to Bobo the Clown, the mm. first episode of the second season. Yeah. Oh, which, that, um, it's because Professor Rivers, Professor, Rivers. Rivers. Professor yeah. Celeste yeah. Rivers, who is a recurring character throughout the early part of the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think her last appearance is in Sky, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. No, wait, she appears in Sky? Yeah, yeah she, she appears does, in Sky. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one, she appears like, a bunch. That's uh, just the thing, like, the one line from Sky, which, like, it sticks to me is her just going up with her lipstick and going zap <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and she would appear in uh, had Elizabeth Slater not passed away she was slated to appear in the Battle of Bannerman Road which I think would have also starred Amy and Rory no um, there was really? there was going to be a big crossover for this at the end of this uh, at the end of series 5 they'd planned a very big finale spectacular the tricks that basically it was gonna pull somewhat of like a sarah jane adventures like all the enemies kind of thing with the mm -hmm. trickster um no like no, a like a flux but like good um yeah the final three episodes of uh tenant yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in the regular series uh I can't remember what that which the the ones with the daleks uh that starts oh, yeah. with turn left oh right, right, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, is it like get, we're getting the gang back together? Essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's bring, but it's bring the en like enemies where the trickster is sending people against them and stuff so like that. Was Marina going to be in that? I think so. Luke was definitely going to be in it at the yeah. very least. Mm -hmm. um, It'll be Luke, Sky, Rani, Clyde. Possibly Maria. Possibly I don't know Maria. everything on everyone. They had a bunch of other thoughts and stuff as well. Um, Louis grabbing at ghosts now. It's not a ghost, spooky. It's a fly. Oh, you grabbed oh, it's, it. It's a, it's a spooky fly ghost now, you yeah. murderer. Well, wasn't there that thing in Hitchhiker's Guide where, like, Arthur Dent is constantly killing this? Yes, Agrojacks. <laughs> um, of course. Now, that being said, this reminds me of the one time in a Hussock podcast when I just looked at the window and just said, a fly just flew into my window and died just in the <laughs> middle of it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's that fly. spooky. That's the fly. That's the ghost of the fly yeah. that died. He was the fly. All dead. The time. It's all dead. Sorry. I've right. just looked up Phil Ford here. Yeah. He has an absolutely He's amazing done a lot. resume. He also wrote for, what's his name? It's just like R2D2. He, he co-wrote um, co The Waters of Mars with R2D2. Yeah, yeah, he did, really? yeah, he did that. Yeah. I didn't realise that. No. He also did The Mona Lisa's Revenge, which is yeah. my secret <laughs> favourite episode. No, it's fair. Um, I just, I think Eternity Trap on the whole, it plays into a lot of those horror tropes in a really, really fun yeah. kind of way. It never, I mean, it's not like, the scariest thing. It's not like you're gonna sit back and shiver like you do when you're watching Blink or The Waters of Mars for the first time. Mm. But it is clear that, you know, Phil Ford also wrote Waters of Mars. It's an episode, he knows horror at the very mm. least. He um, does indeed. And it's like, it's lighter, but it also plays a lot of those horror things really well and can make you really scared. It is the kind of episode that would get kids behind the sofa, um, which is always it's lovely always good to have. For Doctor Who or Sarah Could James this, in this have case. been the Doctor? I, mean, I, I, I said earlier it probably shouldn't have been because it's smaller and lower key for a like that's one of the things Sarah Jane Adventures can do really well um, is do like a little lower key storyline um, mm. and if the Doctor was there the Doctor would figure things out really quickly the Doctor would not be scared of anything whereas Sarah Jane is like there's the question, are their ghosts real? Which is asked throughout the course of the episode, even when Erasmus Darkening <laughs> shows up. And I do like the way it ends, where like, mm. she sort of looks up and sees the... Yeah, actually, no, they, the, the ghosts yeah, are the still actually there, the you know? The ghosts are still there. Because, you know what, that maybe there are actually ghosts there. Which I do like, is the way the episode kind of refutes its poor... Like, you know, Toby's, like, learning to uh, take up an interest in science rather than in ghosts. But, um, you know, I mean, we, we love Toby. We stand. Yeah. Um, those were like, surely, you know, Sarah Jane's been seeing loads of things. And she's probably like, remember the spooky stuff in yeah. Death, to the, Death to the Daleks? And but, I mean, in fairness, all of that had a scientific... The thing is, it's like all that had a scientific explanation. But ghosts can have a scientific explanation as well. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that the episode seems to define the paranormal things that don't have scientific explanation, even if they try to study it as a science. Planet of Evil, uh, Massacre Mandrana. All these, like, Planet of Evil, Sarah Jane wasn't in. Yeah. Pl Planet of Evil, yeah. 
you're thinking probably face of evil. Right? I'm thinking face of evil. You're absolutely right. <laughs> These are like spooky spirits, but of course, you know, they have the scientific information. The doctor, you know, walks out of Sonic and goes, "Ooh, buzz, buzz, it's, <laughs> buzz, yeah. buzz. It's the urban river of planet." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was on thin ice right there. I was, I, I caught myself. Yeah. Just immediately. But no, um, you know, Erasmus Dark, like honestly, and you got the um, the swashbuckling Lord. What's his name? Marchwood. Lord, Lord Marchwood. Yes, oh. who's like. Fun. And you have the monster that hunts around the house that they never show, and oh, I like they that. Never show. Oh, definitely. I think the the fact that we never see the monster does make it scarier. Mm. I mean, midnight obviously is the ultimate proof of. Don't we see his eyes? Yeah. We just see we the just eyes. We just see the eyes. That's, and that's it. it. That's, that's it. Good. You just see the glowing red eyes in the darkness I and nothing like else. I feel like it would have ruined it if they did like. Obviously, mm. the 2010s uh, CGI's. CGI, yeah. it would have sort of ruined the Oh, it would have made it so much less scary. So I'm so glad that they didn't. Yeah. It was definitely the right thing to do. And you know what? It's Horror is an exercise in how long you can get away with not showing the audience the monster. Mm. And you know what? If an episode works with you never showing them the monster, like wonderful. Hide. Mid hide. Not Hide, yeah, Midnight. Yeah, like like Mid with, with Hide, it was like you could see bits of his upper foot there, an arm there, uh, a kind of head there. And then when you see what it was, it was like, oh, it's like a, a I can't even remember what it was, like a skull. It's sort I of don't want to talk about hide, to be honest. You mean you Is wanted to hide away? No, yeah, to, really, to I do. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, no, never mind. Let me out. All right, then. Um, I think that's everything. We. I mean, obviously, you've got Professor, like, I think we've talked about just about everything there. Uh, I don't feel like there's anything else major to talk about. The only thing that we haven't talked about is the amazing setting on Sarah Jane's sonic lipstick Ooh. of explosion. <laughs> Kaboom! Which I always love um, whenever it's, you know, we have to get rid of this thing and it's just brilliant and boop and it explodes. What I feel like we do also need to address is the fact that one of those, um, I put in quotation marks, ghosts looked like Harrison Ford. <laughs> Was it the old guy that spoke? Mm. The, the guy who oh, spoke, yeah. who's just like, free us from this purgatory. No, you are mine <laughs> forever. <laughs> but it was literally just like, it just looked so much like Harrison Ford to me. Also, it was such a like good way to incentivize uh, like kind of a genuine fear or like the idea of it at least. Seeing all the people on the stairs. Not even cool. that. I was more thinking um, Lord Marchwood. He was going around his house and could never find his children yeah. because he physically couldn't see them. They yeah. were at a different frequency. I thought yeah. that was brilliant. I think it's a really, really fun sciencey way of doing it. Mm. I mean, obviously, Erasmus turns out to be an alien with his dimensional machine that shifts people across different like, like frequencies. But everyone's alive, um, and you know, it's just or keeping them alive. immortal. Well, yeah. we're alive. Uh, the thing is, isn't that the part where like, they, like all those people disappear on the stairs? Yeah. And is it implied that they? They no longer existed. I, I, can't I thought it was implied that Erasmus just went and changed their frequencies. Mm, that's what I thought. Yeah. Erasmus changed the frequencies yeah. to hide them again. Sure. I think, you know, sometimes certain places and frequencies you're visible, other times, like, you're not. Mm. But Erasmus has complete mastery of the awesome. magic frequencies. He just moved them out of I'm visible light into infrared. <laughs> yes, may you all be ultravioleted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I think that is everything for the Eternity Trap. I believe, I mean, unless we want to be trapped here for eternity, yes. Um, How very <laughs> So, yes, now we move on to Image of the Fendal. Okay, I've got a bit of explaining to do, because I was the one that recommended this. When I first watched it, I really wasn't understanding it. It was quite a, a dull, drab story the first time I watched it. I then decided to read the novelization and then rewatch it, and I'm like, eh. I kind of like it. So that's why I wanted to subject everyone to it. See what yeah. image of the Fendal actually That's fair. Yeah. I want to go through actually and summarise the episode quickly. Um, image of the Fendal takes place in a small... It's funky. Um, we're grooving <laughs> to the ghosts who are jamming here in the haunted house. Uh, I think that's the ghost of Joseph Booker on the kazoo. <laughs> May he rest in pain. <laughs> um, no. Um, in a small village in rural England filled with cows, uh, cows. I was going to say filled racists, but like, you know, uh, cows works too. Um, uh, a mad professor has come with research plans and opportunities. Um, I, still, I, still can't, I'm still shaking my head about what's his, what's his name. 
Fenderman? Fenderl. Man of the Fenderl. Someone had a, was clearly having a, having a laugh. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I've got to describe it as they come together, uh, summoning an extraterrestrial god uh, and a cult in this village to Earth, featuring a lot of spooky old religion things, magic, and so on and so forth, all around this skull of the Fendal from 10 million years ago? Mm -hmm. 12 million years ago? 12 million years ago. Right, yes. Um, Wasn't the skull called Eustace or something? Yeah, I think yes. so. Uh, and you've got a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different things. You've got, in classic Who fashion, you've got your full wacky cast of scientists. Mm-hmm. You've got your kind of viewpoint tragic Fia Ransom, as she's like, who is try- the most ethical moral person who is slowly mm-hmm. being corrupted by played the skull. By, played by Benedict Cumberbatch's mother. What? Yeah. yeah. yeah did you not know? I did not know that. Did you not pay any attention during the watch along or on the Discord or on the messenger group? Because this was spammed like a few hundred times alongside Praise Jane. Praise Jane! I, I mainly remember the Praise Janes. <laughs> I think we all remember the Praise Janes. The Jane be praised. Praise At some point we'll release that podcast, I promise. It will happen eventually. What, just Praise Jane podcast? <laughs> no, that's not the one I was referring to, but that one too. Um, uh, where was I? Oh yes, the cast of scientists. Um, you've got uh, Fia. You've got Adam Colby, who's just like... Um, a bit of a... There's a lot of words I want to use to describe this man, and I don't think I'm allowed to say most of them. Meeny, meeny, meeny. Yeah, meeny, meeny, meeny works. Uh, eeny, weeny, miny, po? <laughs> How does that... Mo. mo. It's mo. How do I forget this? Eeny, meeny, miny, po. I've been watching too much Teletubbies recently. That much is obvious. I was obvious. about to say Kung Fu Panda, but, you know, Teletubbies also works. Well, in fairness, Kung Fu Panda is legitimately a cinematic masterpiece and one of the greatest films ever made. That is uh, true. That and Kung Fu Panda 2, but not Kung Fu Panda 3. Kung Fu Panda 3 has a good soundtrack, though. Mm, yeah, but it's like... It's, it's just not the same. It's no, just not true. the same. Anyway, um, you've got uh, Colby, who's just like... Colby's like this arrogant, self-righteous, like, oh, I knew I was... He's like the worst kind of scientist. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got Maximilian Stale, who's like um, this creepy guy who's just existing, and then it's like, I want godlike power, um, who's clearly very... just enjoys the pain of others and is somewhat psychopathic, I would say. Um and you've got their leader, the insane Dr. Fendelman, who's just kind of crazy, but also I love him. Yeah. I think he's so fun. And you know what? At the end of the day, he's like, he has the realization and redemption. He's like... Redemption, he dies. No, he, he redeems himself like, like fighting against the control. He Sure, he dies, but every redemption story ends in death. That's how it goes, because that way the characters don't have to deal with the consequences of their actions. Look at Darth Vader. Darth Vader redeems themselves and dies. Is that not a redemption? The way you say redeem, I thought it'd be like, you know, he he helps the story. No, no, his final scene is him, like, slooping over with, you know, BBC budget blood. BBC budget blood. Yeah, that's the thing. You've got to remember the story. It's sort of a tug between what can they get away with with the occult stuff and the amount of budget, because clearly you've got, you know, this is the 70s. This is post. Yeah, this is this is post Deadly Assassin. I think is this the same? Uh, yes, this, yeah, this is the series different. after Deadly Assassin. It's yeah. season so, fifteen, which yeah. in my opinion, I think it's the weakest of the Tom Baker ones. But as a whole, but Leela, I, I know, I know. But as a whole, Leela, as a whole, it's not as bad as other doctors. Look, if Freya was here, you would actually join the mm. ghosts right now. I'm going to warn you that. Hey, it also includes Invasion of Time, which you know. No, no, no. Invasion of Time is deserves to die. Uh, no one should ever have to watch that episode. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's this kind of weird cult. It's a very slow-paced, culty story, and you've got a bunch of other characters as well. Like, Granny honestly, Yeah, you've got Granny, um, who's just, like, an old woods witch. Um, literally, she's just a witch. And she's like, ah, yes, I'm the wood witch, and I'm here with my best friend, Erasmus Darkening. Hello, <laughs> it's me. Miss Tyler. It is. Um, her name is Miss Tyler, if I'm not mistaken. Can we please like, uh, check if that's? I really hope that, like, at some point they address it and say, like, hey, they're a family or something. Oh my God, maybe you know, um, like maybe um, ghost flies again. <laughs> maybe it turns out that that the guy we saw in this episode was actually like uh, Pete's uncle, Ooh. and then like they they. The Tyler's Not everything com- has to be connected. Just no, I think I agree. No, no, but no, also, no, no, the, no, no. the woman, but also the young woman who the doctor speaks to briefly in survival is absolutely Jackie Tyler, and no one mm. can convince me otherwise. <laughs> uh, 
Mm, you remember that yeah. character who yeah. looks like Jackie Tyler and acts like Jackie Tyler? And is Jackie Tyler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, even if it's not the wonderful Camille Madoy, if I'm not mistaken that, I'm really pronouncing that wrong, aren't I? Uh, if we end up on Mars, I'm going to kill you. Camille Kadori. Kadori. Not Madoy. I'm so sorry, Camille. Um, that's so my bad. So back to the, uh, the episode. It's, yeah. um, yes. it's just quite a strange thing, you know, the idea of a skull, essentially a human-like skull, when it's 12 million years old, yeah. and mm. how that forms the basis of, well, you know, there's a culture Yeah, there's it. some things here, and, you know, you've got Mr. Fenderman, who's like, starts out as like, I hate to say it, but like, Elon Musk two years after he's bought Twitter and he's gone yeah. out of business but like he's actually entertaining and funny unlike mm. Elon Musk so um, you know it's like evil Elon Musk no 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 good Elon Musk good Elon I think oh, well, Venice, like it's like evil Dan doesn't out his friends evil Elon Musk is like respectful to his workers and helps them hide bodies yeah. um, <laughs> that's the though. can we talk about the giant slugs Yes, I love the slugs. It's a very, uh, I know, it's a very RTD thing. The idea, you know, you make something like, let's say, a cat, and you make it an abductive alien. You know, you, you make a slug, and it's defeated by shooting it with salt. I, I'm like, oh my god. I love that. Part of it is ridiculous, but the one thing that is does look really cool. The actual, I don't even know what it is, the Gestalt, the mm. Gestalt mm. of the, the the golden. Is it? I think it actually is. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's mom covered in mm. gold paint. Yeah, it, it is. looks amazing. Yeah, the, the, the Fendal like, itself. The Fendal yeah. itself. Not the, the slugs, which are called the Fendaline. And Fendal and Fendaline are also not to be confused with Fendalmun, who is the man of the Fendal. Apparently, his family's been manipulated by the Fendal for generations. I do like that yeah. idea that the, the Fendal has sort of changed man, essentially made, mm. given man that evil side. Yeah. Mm. It, it, of course, it's limited by the fact that you can work it and you can't put occult stuff on. Yeah. Which, I mean, mm. that's why I think there's a lot more to be desired from the original Fendal. And of course, I know Torchwood, I think, has done something with the Fendal. Uh, Probably. Torchwood usually does. Mm. I haven't watched much of Torchwood. Hey, hey, that's I, so I, fair. I haven't watched any. <laughs> um, you've watched, so, like, what we watched last. Did you not watch? Wait, did you not I, watch? I was surprisingly missing. Yeah. Wait, did oh. you not watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with us? Yeah. I, Kiss Kiss I, Bang I, Bang I is so fun. Such a good I, I yeah. watched day one, I didn't watch Countryside. Yeah, yeah it's Night of the Fendal, Big Finish. Was big finish, yeah. Day one's a, an, an uh, experience. Yeah, Why did you watch it? Oh okay. god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, wait. Chris no, Chibnall wrote I that. Watched, oh my I god. watched that when I was 16. Oh my god. I was like, Torchwood seems pretty cool. Like, oh, watch this. And I was like, oh, first episode, pretty cool. Next one, day one. Oh! See now, day one is actually a really, really good Torchwood episode. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at Children of Earth, day one. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Which Children of Earth Children is of Earth peak is Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of spooky. The four, five, six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, uh, but no, terrifying. now you've got, uh, you know, honestly, with Image of the Fender, it's like, it's it's difficult to talk. Like, there's a lot of just stuff. The Doctor and Leela are really tangentially involved in the plot for ages. It has a very classic Who pacing problem. Mm. To be frank, it could have been three episodes, and I think it would have been That's probably better for it. Um, yeah, it is a little forgettable. I think, you know, the monsters in it are cool, and the characters around it are cool, but... What does the Doctor and Leela... It feels like a Peter Davison story because they don't mm. get involved until, like, episode yeah. four. Yeah, um, that is true. Because you have episode one. I mean, you get a lot of really fun little character moments, like Leela mm-hmm. holding a knife to a bunch of people, which this I always secu- love. There's a security guard. I shall get him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Leela. Uh, like, she's trying to, like, aim the gun at someone, and then someone enters. They don't have a gun. What they do is they take their, their stick that they're using, put it against her and say, hey, you, if you shoot him, I'll shoot you. And of course, she drops it, thinking it's a gun, and it's quite a, a neat little thing. That is clever. Yeah. yeah, no, it is pretty funny. Um, because you've got that. It's that's the scene with her and Ted, who's one of the village cultists, and um, also as you do the village cultist. Uh, it's every it's, no. every village has one. As do you come grow- from a village? Yes. Yes. Then you know the there's a village cult. Yeah. It just is. club in mine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like it, I think it captures rural England very well, and the kind of insanity that it embodies. Um, mm. uh, and you know, you've got that—the contrast of the scientists who are just spend the entire time snarking back and forth, like, "Oh, let's bring in the security." Oh my God, there's been another death. But it's, bum, bum, bum. if this was a new Who story, the Doctor would have ended up with the scientists in the first episode. Yeah. Well before the end. Um, like pretty su- soon in, and it also depends which doctor we're talking about. Because if it was Capaldi, I feel like yes, maybe. You well, see, if it was like, a yeah. story, which is 
keen to do that thing of you know, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. That's probably why he would stay out of it for the most part. Who is this? Uh, for instance, if it was a McCoy story. Oh, McCoy. I didn't hear you said McCoy. I was like, did you say McGann? No, 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 no. no, no. If you said McCrory, then I was like, Helen McCrory. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. I'm sad now. She appeared in Doctor Who, didn't she? Play she did Vampires of Venice. Yeah, oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, we, we, we've already I'm podcasted on Vampires of Venice this year, though. Yeah. So we really can't justify podcasting on, on it, it again Vampires now. Is Vampires of Venice or Vampires in Venice? It's of Venice. Don't don't do this again. Do not do this again. Do not go back here. We are not resurrecting a conversation just because it is spooky ghost podcast. So back to image in the fendel. You are not on the right side of history here. I am going to image inside. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, do not. None of you. None of you. I think you're mixing it up. It's image of a fendel. This is it's horns of the Fendal Naimon. <laughs> you mean it's the only one? And, yeah. and singular Fendal. In Venice, there is only one Fendal, but there are many Fendaline. How many Fendaline have you seen today? I've seen 12. <laughs> yeah. 12. Was it 12 or 13? Maybe? No, it's 12 Fendaline and one Fendal. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the part where. Oh, what's his name? The one that we don't like? Uh, uh, Kobe? Kobe. He's just like a snarky little. Ratman. Um, <laughs> you see him come and like realize, aha, I've really screwed up. I yeah. No, it's true. I think Colby actually, in demeanor, is most like Elon Musk, whereas Fenderman is the one who's like meant to be like the Musk, like technology mogul turned scientist kind of thing. Uh, maybe Fenderman is more like Bill Gates, or no, not uh, Maximum Stale is like yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. Um Like without a shadow of a doubt. Who's Thea then? Thea's a normal, decent human pu- being. Thea's She's the Melinda. general public. Melinda Gates. <laughs> oh, Melinda Gates. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, that's how we get um, image of the Silicon Valley. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, one of like, it's, oh, it's really slow Indeed. and other things. Oh, yeah, of course, you Indeed. can't forget Indeed. the doctor, the man who never would, takes a gun, um, helps a man, um, and, uh, well, I'm going to trigger warning this statement, but... Uh, Helps a man off himself, mm. and um, like, and you know, it's like just to avoid being possessed and combined into the Fendal for all eternity. Yeah. I don't even remember half of the ending at this point. I mean, it was a salt it's the, fight. It's, it's the part oh, yeah, where the, the house explodes, but because yeah. it's the 70s, they sort of take a picture of the house, put it on a red filter, and stretch it up and down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, in fairness, mm. you've got to remember, like, one of my favourite episodes of Doctor Who ever is The Free Doctors, yeah. because that episode is so good. I the special it. effects in that are so bad. I, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, you know, the dark side of my mind. Hate, the dark hate, side of my mind. Scene. It's just like this weird pink thing. Yeah, it's like... Fights you dare challenge the dark side of my mind. I it's like this goblin just runs over and starts wrestling John Pertwee in this like blank void to this music that's like. No, I think the dark side of the mind is just so funny. It's it's hilarious. Mm. I'm gonna get sent to Hoosock Hell. I've not seen the three dots. That's fair. That's fine. Mm. <laughs> Most people have it. It's a classic. Not everyone will have seen all these classic Who episodes. Anyway, this is the tenth anniversary episode. Um, we watched it last year, so and you weren't here last year anyway. So it's like you know, it's more than fair enough. I advocated for it to be on the the, the watch list. <laughs> I made sure of it. Uh, Put it in there. <laughs> And I used my magic too. <laughs> oh. oh my god! I, I don't know. I honestly, the thing with Image of the Fendal is, it's like, cool. I think at the end of the day, that story was average. I can't say too much bad about it. I can't say too much good about it. It was just, and this is just. I, I mean, like Leela is like yeah. the the good thing in the episode is yeah. Leela, and the dynamic between the scientists, which is fun but ultimately irrelevant, mm-hmm. because all of them are seeking to backstab each other anyway. Um, it's all a bunch of craziness, and we mostly focus on Fia, whose character is ultimately sidelined to become the Fendal. Yeah. yeah, it's a very meh story, probably the most yeah. meh of the Tom Baker era. And it, yes, that includes Warriors Gate. Yeah, it's it, essentially it has a lot of building up to like a crescendo that kind of hits but it ends exactly. too quickly. Like, yeah. Oh no, we must kill the salt people and the golden thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I like the god I think the Fendal presence as a villain is really effective, even if the Fendalian Would you say oh. it's a Lovecraftian We don't really know what you this is the second time you've brought up Lovecraftian yeah. in this. Well I have I actually read 
I mean, this is a horror-themed thing. Mm. And, you know, the idea of an evil, um, godlike entity descending yeah. down is, is Lovecraftian. Yeah, it um, is. It is well, in Manus, I think, actually, the image of the Fendal is specifically Lovecraftian. It could very mm. easily be post-Lovecraftian, yeah. but it's not due to the specific malicious intent yeah. in some ways. There is that part where they discuss the idea of, like, a Time Lord knew of what the Fendal was, uh, put it in, was it a time loop? Yeah, they put it in a time loop. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then wiped it. Uh, they wiped memory. it from the Matrix. Yeah, I, I thought that was like an interesting idea because it shows, like, of course, you know, the corruptness of the Time Lords, but also that there is something dangerous, unspeakable that we can't ever show. Exactly. Again. Yeah. And of course, there's that thing of don't look in the eyes of the Golden Lady. Yeah, if you don't, if you look in the eyes of the Fendal, you can no longer run away. Exactly. You just like you get paralyzed. Mm. Uh, um, it's it's kind of Medusa. Like, it is no, Medusa. There's a, there's a few. Uh, like mythological references here. Yeah. Mm. No, you don't try to salt, that would kill them. Uh, <laughs> that would be pretty silly if they turned people into their one weakness, salt. Um, also, actually, one thing I do want to discuss, actually, before we finish up, is Martha, the old religion, and the woods witch. Because Ooh, yes. there's like the bloodline of, of magic, which is caused by the Fendal. Um, mm. There's actually one other thing I want to talk about after this quickly, but um, which I think is really funky. There's just, you know, just a casual woods which magic exists, even if it's like alien it's made there. fantasy. It, it's like me of Stones of Blood, which I think yeah. we, we mentioned. The, the mm. idea that you know, there is something else just beyond the scientific. Yeah. Although Stones of Blood. Which also, obviously, Eternity yeah. Trap yeah. leads into a little with me, Erasmus Nagening. <laughs> Stones of Blood, the issue with that one is that starts off Hammer Horror type and then gets really uh, scientific and fun. This one doesn't really do that. This one sticks with that. Scientific and fun? I don't know. I would, you know, I would, you know the thing with, I, like, you could tell, uh, what's his name, Douglas Adams was having, having a go, because mm. there's the two, I love that, where he's in, like, having that cool thing, these two things just, like, flying around mm-hmm. the doctor. Yeah, I mean, that's that sort of fun. I, I think it's uh, nice. But this one, I don't think, does it. It sort of sticks with the Hammer Horror, but it just doesn't really get anywhere. And that, probably that's what Hammer was like uh, mm. back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends on, like, I think it's funky, it's got a little cult, it's got a few things. It's all in all just a story that exists. Mm. Um, But the other thing I want to talk about is the evolution of the human race across Doctor Who. Because the Fendal first seeded life on, like, skull-like life on Earth. But also, you have Count Scarlioni, or the Scaroff, of, um, who is manipulating Earth to create the Mona Lisa, which obviously would then go on to uh, be made six times so we could sell it for money um, to make a time <laughs> machine, which one of those fakes would then go on to turn out to be an alien all along um, mm-hmm. in the Sarah Jane Adventures. But you also have the Silence, who went back in time to the beginning of Earth's history to manipulate them into building a <laughs> spacesuit. And I want to see how many alien conspiracies across Earth's history are there? Does Earth do you think have that, history at this point? Do you, do you think it's just like an airplane where there's like a queue of people just, you know, no, 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 this this is the silence's turn to manipulate human history. <laughs> okay. It's like the, like the Fendal's like, yes, we shall grow them this way, and the silence is like, but they need two arms for the space suit. And then the Fendal goes, wait, yeah. who are you again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Maybe it's the whole thing of, well, because it's Doctor Who, it's got to focus on Earth once mm, in a while. Yeah. And I think it just, they sort of run out no, of It's because they reuse this, the plot points oh, yeah, a bunch aliens, of times. You know, from here, they manipulate Earth's history and stuff. Yeah. Or try to. <clears throat> oh, you also, you've got to f- remember that the, the centre of the planet Earth is Arachnos. Is Arachnos, that's exactly yeah. what And also, the monks at some point just. Yeah. Or you've got, you've got yeah. the daemons from the daemons. Um, can't forget about that. Uh, you, and you know, it's like, uh, let's see, actually, and also, okay, let's read out this TARDIS wiki thing. Humans evolved under the influence of a variety of species. <laughs> <laughs> oh, including the Silurians. How do we forget about the Silurians? Um, yeah, because it was the Silurians going into hibernation, not waking up, that allowed yeah. the mankind to evolve from mm. Yeah, um, Of course. Saying um, it like a fact. Yeah, as, as you do. Oh, as God, you. I just saw this here, and now I'm in, in great pain because I just looked down a bit, looking at the list of human history, um, and suddenly I just looked there and I see um, in, like, the, by the, every character in the waters of Mars has seen the moon hatch. Oh. And I hate that. I hate that a lot. No, no, my thing with the, with the, the freaking moon is the fact that there's a moon base that was said in the Sarah Jane Adventure. Yeah, yeah, Liz Shaw's just vibing on the moon base. That's why she can't be in Death of Doctor. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to use it when we're going to check out whether, what, what's causing these moon issues. Honestly, like, are we actually going to do a <coughs> the moon uh, thing? Or is it something yeah. that we, we, we won't speak of? Um, or, or, yeah, push it under the carpet like you did data. Um, we've... 
What are you referring to is my question. Uh, we don't have any plans of using it at the moment in anything mm. you're thinking of, I think. Um, I don't know, though, though, exactly what you're referring to here. Well, well I think that's the point, you know, that we, we won't speak of that. Um, Such things. So, yeah. Such things must remain secret, Miss Miv. <laughs> secret and away. Sorry, I, guys, I feel like I've been hearing a ghost speak for a bit of the podcast. I, I just, it just keep on like, you know, he may be dead, but sometimes I can still hear his voice. <laughs> the voice of Erasmus Dagening. How, does he die? I mean, is it like... No, he gets, he, I mean, he gets... What happens to any in, of them? He gets put into like, his eternity trap, I think. Yeah, but he gets, like, he gets sealed or something into the... Like, he gets... Goes into the logo and he gets, like... Um, <laughs> goes into the logo. <laughs> it's true. No, it is true. I don't know. Um, he goes into the logo and he gets blasted away into space. Um, but I don't really know what happens to him after. Why did I imagine, like, Team Rocket blasting off again? Personally, I, I was Erasmus just darkening, this is blasting off just again. Just one massive hot potato. <laughs> just goes to, I don't know, Mars. And for some reason... Finds the Flood. Exactly. Also written by Phil Ford. Mm. Erasmus darkening is, in the waters of Mars. Can you is, imagine like, look that? Look at that, like, no, about, like, they're, like, walking over, and then you see Erasmus darkening, like, hello, and then he gets splashed, and he's like, oh, dear, I appear <laughs> to like be him. wet. And then suddenly, he, like, phases out and walks through the walls and appears, like, yes. you cannot stop the water of my frequencies. I mean, just like the Fendal has come back and extended the ego, would darkening come back as well? Big finish, Somehow. get on it. I really, I actually kind of hope, like, you know, big finish things. Mm. What do you... <clears throat> you know. Oh, oh wait, 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 yeah. wait. I will say that we don't have any plans for this kind of thing at the moment. Um, obviously, there's uh, Louis, Louis giving me the, the signals. He's been doing that, like, there's, like, the eyebrows, um, the, what's it, like, um, what's Should that language? Like, just, just, oh, Delphar. Yeah, Delphar. Uh, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> um, and all sorts of stuff, but... Unfortunately, at the moment, you know, we're not going to be able to get Donald Sumter in, um, which is a darn shame. Uh, but it means that, I mean, he's a very, very famous actor um, mm. at this point. He was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, yeah. he was uh, the maester in Game of uh, Thrones. Maester Lewin, specifically. Maester Lewin. There's a lot of maesters in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, when you say maester, I only think of, like, the places maesters are. So oh, yeah. Said, like, is it the Ma Maester Lewin? Is Maester Winterfell. Winterfell. That's it. Yeah. No, that's that's super oh, fair. Of course, I'm yeah. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, how's that Game of Thrones final going for you? What? No. Oh, look, look at those, those, those please, just, eyes. please. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, you got House of Dragon. Mm. Yes, we yeah. do. House have, good. We do have Hot D. Yeah. Hot Spo D. Spoilers for. Um, Spo spoilers for, spoilers for Hot D, uh, starring Ty Tennant as the kid who does obscene acts out the window. Mm, <laughs> that is <Yeah>. true. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah, no, that's the Doctor Who reference there. I think. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, no, I'm. Yes. Uh, let's go into questions then. Yes. Questions. Um, questions are something we should probably do in general. Let's see around here. Um, what is the best costume in Image of the Fendal and why? And the answer obviously is the Fendal the itself. Fendal itself. Yes. It looks yeah. incredible. Like I even nowadays it would pass. Although I do like mm. Tom Baker's. Yeah, oh, I mean always and Leela Leela has a slightly different costume and a different hairdo in this episode, mm. which is remarkable. Isn't that I think the part it's funky. Where, like, then she gets back into her original thing and the doctor looks at her and goes, uh, Oh, you've changed. Something new no, it's fair. I mean, I just I love Leela, and every moment she is there is a really fun and entertaining moment. I wish the story had more that it could work with. Otherwise, um, you know. I will say this about um, uh, archaeology cultists: they do know how to make a good like. Oh, do you do archaeology? I do, in Yay! fact, do archaeology. Oh no, archaeo too. There's two archaeologist cultists, cultists here. <laughs> well. You surely won't be needing to dig up the bodies I've buried out the back of any former Lord <laughs> Presidents now, would you? You wouldn't need to be investigating my work now, would you? The work of Erasmus Darkening Lottie. <laughs> no. um, this whole days. podcast has been haunted by Erasmus Darkening. That was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh. but you see, what if you were able to return Professor Rivers from my frequencies <laughs> where she's locked in different dimensions? What story would you all do with her? 
personally, she is trapped in eternity for me. It is a glorious honor. I would personally, if I was going to do an individual story on her, I would play up the frequencies. The fact that she was in Darkening's Eternity Trap has yes. has, has physically messed with her, that she's phasing yes, in and out I of things. I've altered well, you. Completely. I think that would be brilliant because it would just be changing everything. I think it's really fun to just see her as um, a, like, just recurring character for Sarah Jane Adventures, just popping back in when you need, like, a fun, friendly neighborhood scientist. Mm. I like those recurring characters that you got throughout RTD and related shows without getting uh, in the Moffat era so much, and definitely not in the Chibnall era. Mm. That was a good I, 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 point, Joe. Oh, thank you, Erasmus. That was very kind of you. Yeah, You're you welcome. You looked over Kate Stewart, because considering she doesn't really do okay, anything. Kate, no, yeah. Kate Stewart, Venice, Kate Stewart is the one. She just goes, one. my dad was the brilliant idiot. And then the no, <laughs> do not be rude to Kate Stewart. Mm. This is no. like outrageous. <laughs> no, um, you are, Kate Stewart is the one character who does do that. You are right, to be fair. Mm. Um, but, I mean, she's there as a recurring unit character, and she's yeah. wonderful and enjoyable, but also it's, I'm not, I mean, the unit episodes, the main good one I can think of is Zygon Invasion Inversion, and yeah. I have, like, I think that's a good episode, aside from 12 speech, like, Invasion, Inversion is a lot better than Invasion, invasion. anyway, because yeah, um, that speech is so good, mm -hmm. but yeah. Kate Stewart still doesn't end up doing that much in it. Power of Free, no. Um, yeah. Uh, You've got I, Day of I, the Doctor, yeah. which a lot of people like. I am on record as not liking, um, which I know is a controversial opinion. Um, but you've got wait, what other episodes? Wait, we we have a 50-50 split of people who don't like or I do like Day of the Doctor. I wasn't on the podcast with Day of the Doctor. However, if I was, you heard many, many... Uh, the ghosts of my yeah. flies shifting in and out of the frequency dimensions <laughs> to annoy you. Damn you, Erasmus Darkling! <laughs> Jumped on the bandwagon of Doctor Who 7B, so I looked back at like no, so originally you jumped on at 7B, 7B, yeah. Very, oh my very god, cursed. I'm so sorry for your loss. Very mm. cursed, very cursed. I mean, I jumped I on with series like I jumped my first episode was Army of Ghosts, oh. yeah. Uh, mine was uh, Christmas Invasion, fun, lost first, yeah. ah, first episode. Ah, first episode, and I can't really remember because I literally grew up with it. But nice, like, valid. I mean, <laughs> my mum obviously showed me some episodes at a very young age, so I was like. Five or six when I was first watching, uh, what should we call it? Um, Army of Ghosts, which is a weird first one to start on. Yeah, um, that, very much. Then I saw end. the Daleks for the first time, and I was like, "These are the greatest villains of all time." And that, that's been something I've continually agreed with, even if a lot of the stories are not using them to their full potential. Mm. Actually, I think my first proper episode that I can remember watching, like properly watching, I mean, instead of me just like, oh, I don't understand, but I'm watching it anyway. But um. It would probably be, oh, what is it? It's uh, a unicorn and the wasp. That's it. Mm, that's a Ooh, good one. That's a good, good one. one. Very yeah. nice. Um, all right. Uh, and the last question is, am I in fact Razilon? Razilon. It, I have not dressed for being Razilon. Because you said that. For not thing, for like, this occasion. It, uh, Erasmus Darkening has the. Um, <laughs> as the hat of the Time Lords. You know what? Just like with the Fenvel, and just like with other, like, sort of, you know, the vampires and stuff, you could link him to, like, Time Lord lore. Mm. Maybe. This is Rassilon after being exiled at yeah. the end of the episode we will not discuss, um, because otherwise I will have to do more editing. Oh, um, I, 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 again, that was the funniest thing I've ever listened to in my life. All of a sudden, I thought an ad break was coming on in the middle of the podcast, but no, Joe was speaking, so oh, we're not talking about... <coughs> And then, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, actually, fun fact, if you listen to that sequence, the original audio is there, just muted in the background, so you can hear. Yeah, no, it's not sped up at all. Oh, okay. um, it's I timed things really well. I cut a little bit out at the end, but you get the little, like, the last moment, like, right after the closing beats, and then you get Joseph just like, um, well, all right then, and then it just jumps back <laughs> in. It's really kind of funny. It's the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. Is it a bit like there's, like... Like that transition where there's a cat that hang in there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, like, um, you mean the seventh Doctor in Dragonfire? What, what Dragonfire? What's the oh, episode? No, it is Dragonfire. It's the part where like he's hanging on the cliff. Yeah, he hangs up, and then <laughs> the, the, the music just stops. I mean, it, that's probably hang the worst there, cliffhanger apart from the one from Death of the Daleks where like they they walk over and then they see a tiled floor and they go, oh, "Don't move." 
Be great. Yeah, yeah. I no, know um, that wasn't meant to be the proper cliffhanger. Yeah, I know. I still can't I know. Stop. No, uh, the fact is also it's a literal cliffhanger. In that seven, the, the doctor just looks out of the cliff, decides, hmm, I'm gonna try climbing down this, and then just slips and like hanging on only by his umbrella, like, oh no! It's like, yes, Doctor Fall, fall to your doom from this literal cliffhanger. My cliffhanger with trapping Clyde and Rani in my dungeon domain was far superior. Oh yeah, no, was that time lash? Time, or? Yeah, time lash. It's basically the same thing. Oh no, the doctor is going to fall down. Oh no. Yeah. Well, I've just realised the link between the two episodes we've been talking about. Both episodes have a dungeon type thing in them. Yeah, well, I mean, both of them were designed as spooky, ghost, like supernatural themed, like cult or horror, different types. But yeah, they both do have dungeons of some kind, like secret passageways beneath mm. old houses. I mean, does Imogen Fenarch use horror tropes? Or is it the fact that this is before, like, the 80s? Image of the Fendal, hmm. It definitely uses a lot of classic cult horror themes yeah, from Alda. It doesn't like, use um, the same, like, like horror tropes that survive to today. Yeah. Because it is before some of those. In the way that, um, obviously, Eternity Trap uses so many of those so yeah. well. But Because yeah, it's more recent. But yeah. I, like, can you link... Sort well, of it's not just it's so recent. It's also that it has a a lot wider range of media to draw upon and a lot more that has survived for longer whereas I think Image of the Fendal is more based around things that were there around and you know have died out since but The Shining Could you compare it to The Wicked? The idea of like mm. rural England uh, Yeah actually you could Yeah probably I've just thought that now because I know that has a Christopher Lee in it Well yeah. the, the, the original The original Yeah no, no, oh, We're only talking about the original here it's like, otherwise, it's like, you know, how's he supposed to get <laughs> the might of Saruman? <laughs> oh that's not very good my Erasmus darkening is better. Miss Smith agrees. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wish I could do a Sarah Jane impression. <laughs> what was the uh, it's, it's, it's okay. It, it happens. It's Don't worry. We'll get there. Does, doesn't her daughter then play her in the Finch stuff? I don't yeah. think so. Like, yeah, I thought it was Elizabeth yeah. Slayton's daughter. That's fair. Um, I mean, mm, no, it's... Wait, I, I paused for a moment, like, mm, no, Sarah Jane wasn't in this episode. It was Leela. Then I was like, no, 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 no Sarah Jane about this episode. Because I was about to bring up, uh, and then there was a part of my brain that just suddenly had jumped to, how dare they do things like that? How dare they decanonize Tissa? And <laughs> that was like where my brain leapt. Um, anyway, uh, I think we're about done. We've kind of rambled on and on, but I felt I was doing that to make it feel more like Image of the Fendal. No one will ever know what happened to Joseph Booker. He has disappeared. He is on the wrong side of history now. Within my frequencies trapped and not screaming. He, I wish he was screaming. It would be far more entertaining if he was screaming. He's just kind of standing there looking at me. Waving at a deer stalker. Yeah. Waving? No, he's not waving at a deer stalker. He's just looking. Oh, yeah. How was the social... This is not a podcast conversation. We are done now. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, all. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.